The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return, brought to you by Narcanon Suncoast. Hello, Jason. Hello, Joni. Here we are. Here we are. It's episode number 28. Nice. Yes. Tell me how it's been going at Narcanon this past week. It's been busy, busy, busy. You know, I, I know I said it, I think, last week or the week before, you know, sometimes before the holiday season. Will really fill up because families remember the last holiday season, how terrible it was with their addicted loved one, kind of spending time with them, not handled and ruining everything. So it's been absolutely crazy here, very busy, but it's a good thing because there's tons of people here trying to fix their lives. And, you know, I always said, you know, to handle the current drug epidemic, there's there's two things that have to be done. One, we have to handle the people that are currently addicted. And two, we have to not create new addicts. Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's good that a lot of people are coming in before the holidays. So they have a, they have the prospect of perhaps being home with their families for the holidays. Yeah. And it's, it's really important that people do have a good holiday with their families because there's too many times where people that go through addiction, hate the holiday season, everything it stands for, because all they remember are all the bad times and the heartache and, and the family fights and, and that's not really what you think about when it comes to Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff like that. It's supposed to be joyous and happy. Right. And a lot of families have their first great Thanksgiving and Christmas once their loved one is here. And a lot of the families will come visit here, see them for the holidays and really enjoy seeing their loved one kind of bright eyed and bushy tailed, looking clear, you know, look and feet, you know, sounding clear headed and on the road to living a better life. And so, you know. I wish I wish better prevention efforts were mainstream nationwide. Like when I was growing up, we had the D.A.R.E. program. Right. Um, the D.A.R.E. program was terrible, uh, in my opinion. And uh, it more or less glorified drug use to a point because I remember being in sixth grade and a cop would come in and, you know, they'd have an assembly and they'd do the D.A.R.E. program. And they'd tell you, this is uh, X, Y and Z drug. And this are all the effects of being high from it. Me and my friends are like, wow, this sounds awesome. Right. <laughs> uh, that's, to me, that's not the best prevention effort. And, you know, we didn't hear anything from an addict's perspective. We didn't hear anything from a real world perspective. We basically had some scripted, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Some like scripted production by a cop, which was like, in my eyes, not the most effective. And I also remember all the PSAs from the eighties, like this is your brain with the egg. And this is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Like, okay. I, I get it. And, I, and then there was uh, Nancy Reagan's uh, just say no campaign. And, you know, I really, really wish you could just say no. Right. But that's, but you know, the fact of the matter is at some point in every person's life, they come up, against bad feelings and not feeling good and either being sad, anxious, depressed, whatever the situation is. And all it takes is for that moment to be happening and for someone to offer somebody something and they take it and in their head, they connect that drug with handling the bad feelings they had and it's game over. So just saying no, I mean, it's a pipe dream. Well, and I, I, and I also think, and you'll hear me say more about it in the interview we're going to do today, but, you know, children are not stupid. No. And I think when you just, when you, when you're dogmatic with kids and you say, just say no, well, why do I have to say no? Well, because I said so. That's like a ticket to, well, I'm going to try it anyway, just to prove you wrong. And I believe, I firmly, firmly believe that if you educate children on drugs and why it's a good idea to say no, I think most kids will make the right decision. I really firmly believe that. But you have to give them the facts. And the facts are not pretty. No, they're not. And, um, you know, I I thought about this the other day. How, you know, with medical marijuana and recreational marijuana being as popular as it is, mm-hmm. you've probably got more sets of parents now more than ever who smoke pot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how can a set of parents who are smoking pot tell their kid not to do drugs when they do drugs? Right. 
it's like they don't have a leg to stand on. I, I, you know, I always think that the parents are the good first line of defense against drug use. Right. Uh, and parents should really be in communication with their kids, you know, set a good example, you know, teach them to confront and handle their problems and to have these community, you know, have these talks with them on multiple occasions. Exactly. And, you know, if you have a set of parents that smokes pot, it's like, you don't have a leg to stand on and tell your kid not to do drugs because you do drugs. That's right. That's exactly right. And so, you know, now we can't so much rely on parents as being that first line of defense because of that situation. It's like it ends up being a double standard. Oh, it's okay for me, but it's not okay for you type of thing. Right. And, you know, I'm glad that there are certain groups out there that are designed solely to prevent drug abuse. Exactly. I agree. And to educate them and to educate the public on what drugs are really all about and not all the, you know, the fluff that you hear here and there. It's like the real deal. This is what the situation is. This is what you would get yourself into. And is that something you really want to do? Exactly. Exactly. And, and one of the things that we do on this podcast for anybody that's listening, yes, we tell stories of addicts and, and we talk to the families of addicts, but we also want to give you resources to help you. If you have children or loved ones that you need to educate on drugs, then we want to give you a resource for that. And so what we did this week was I interviewed the president of the Drug Free World Florida chapter, and she's going to tell you all about Drug Free World and what that organization is and what they do. And let's go ahead and play her interview, Jason. Okay. So one of the things that we have talked about over and over and over again on this addiction podcast is the subject of education, because if we don't get to kids when they are very young and teach them about drugs and why to say no, we can't just say, say no, you know, kids are smarter than that and they want to know why. And so one of the things we've talked about is education and we have mentioned drug-free world and the materials that they have. And so we're very lucky because today we have with us Julieta Santagostino, who is the president of Drug-Free World Florida. Okay. Now, Julieta has been doing this for 10 years when Drug-Free World, the, ch the Florida chapter of Drug-Free World was established. And you can go to drugfreeworld.org and you can learn more about the organization. But 10 years ago, it was established in Florida. Julieta was one of the key people that established it. I'm going to ask her to tell us about her experiences. But I'm very excited to have her with us today because she is out there telling the story the way it needs to be told. So welcome, Julieta. Thank you, Joni. It's an honor to be here. Oh, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Now, when Drug Free World was started, um, what's the purpose? Tell us what the purpose of Drug Free World is. Well, the purpose is prevention through education. And when it started, we basically had one single booklet. And uh, I will tell you a little bit before that, okay. because one of the reasons that attracted me to Drug Free World where I grew up, was a town, a border town in Mexico. Okay. And it was basically... On the Mexico side. On the Mexico side, yeah. Okay. On the Mexico side. And it's uh, a very well-known town that became the number one murder capital of the world because of drugs. So when I grew up, you'd go, it's very common to go back and forth from the US to Mexico. You even have like a little kind of like a license thing that you're like, you're going to the movies, you go back, you know. And I grew up very much seeing like, oh, there's the drug dogs. Okay, cool. Okay. Oh, the drug dogs. Now we're going to take longer to get through. Okay, fine. Here's a, oh, oh, they just pulled over a car. Okay, open up the trunk. Oh, no. Mm, they have something there. Okay. And then one day I saw a car being pulled apart, literally taken aside. And I had heard about it, but I had never seen it, like literally being pulled apart to wow. find smuggled drugs. So at that point, I think it was like, wait a second, this is not normal. Right. Like kids don't know about like, oh, the drug dogs are here. Well, gee, you know. And, and this was a car coming into the US with drugs Yeah, from exactly. And it goes okay. back and forth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's like very, so it was like, 
wait a second, drugs are not normal. Like kids don't know that, oh yeah, of course, you know, your car might get pulled over, it might be searched. And, you know, of course we're fine because we don't smuggle drugs, obviously. But, you know, at that moment I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Drugs are like really bad. And I had really good parents that educated me. I would, I was like a very inquisitive child. So I was like, wait, wait a second. What is that? What is a drug? What is this? So I always had the knowledge. But at that point, I'm like, wait, this is really bad. This is not okay. How can we educate others? So since a very early age, I was always very much into wanting to know how I could help others understand that this is not normal and it should not be thought as normal. And when I found Drug Free World first, first came out, like very soon after I was like, okay, I found this thing. Somebody like, I'm like, okay, this is, this is what I've been searching for. This is exactly what I've wanted to do, how I want to communicate because it's just facts. Right. It's not like scare tactics because who needs scare tactics? Or no data. I mean, there's one of the videos that says, you know, where someone says, you know, you can't just say, say no to drugs and not give me information as to why, because you know, kids are smart, right? They're not stupid, you know. So if you say, "Well, just say no," and they go, "Why?" Well, it doesn't matter. Just say no. That's not going to work with exactly. kids. Exactly, exactly. You know? Like you said, and one of the other things is that, like I, when I was little, it was so you know, quote unquote, normal to you know, well, drugs. Of course, we all know that the drugs go get smuggled or the drugs get used, and. Of course, at the time, like, you know, it's, it was kind of the opposite of what it is now. Like, only the, like... The homeless guy homeless down on guy, the street. The street. Exactly. Uh-huh. Now, now it's like, no, no, you're the weirdo that doesn't do the drugs. Because yeah. drugs are all around us. So if you don't understand also what a drug is, it's very easy to fall for it. I mean, you just look at TV. You just turn on, right. you know, a movie. And they're doing drugs. And it's the most common thing. And it's fun. It looks fun. I mean, if I didn't know any better, I might be like, well, you know, that looks like what fun looks like. Exactly. So, you know, but without the knowledge to back you up and educate, it's like, wait a second, did you know that a drug is a poison? Right. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things we talk about, too. We've said this over and over again. You know, those of you listening to the podcast, if you think that an addict is that dirty, decrepit guy down on the street corner, you're wrong. It's the rich kid down the street from you. It's the middle class kid down the street from you. It's the middle class parent down the street from you. So it's a completely different ballgame today. We're not talking about you know, the guy in his garage cooking up meth. That's not what we're going with this, you know? No, not at all. Like it's a, it's like you said, it's a whole different world and you can't, you can't go to someone and say, well, you know, he's a drug addict. He's so bad. No, no. You have to understand you look, just look, really take a second without any, you know, um, other prejudice or anything like that. Watch a movie and observe, simply observe. What are they doing? Any teen movie, what are they doing in a party? They're not just drinking beer and smoking pot. They're no. popping pills. They're and doing snorting. cocaine, snorting, yep. you yep. know, heroin. I mean, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Yep. And what it looks like a great time. Oh, let's, you know, oh, we're going to go to a music festival. Let's do party. some mushrooms. Yeah, it's cool. But you look at it and then if you go to an actual music festival and to see the people that are taking drugs, that does not look like fun. No. It is not fun. They're throwing up. They are disoriented. They're being taken advantage of or they're taking advantage of others. You know, it's just very different, the scene in reality as to what is portrayed. That's right. So it definitely is a very, if you just look at it, we you have to see that we live in a drug culture. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And that's one of the things that we talk about over and over again is this culture is all about, oh, let's take a pill and have an easy fix. Exactly. And, you know, anyway, the very first booklet was just a general booklet about general drugs. Is booklet. that correct? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was just, you know, what is a drug? And, and like a little bit about the different types of drugs. You know, what is a drug in general? Drug is a poison, how it works. And then getting into a little bit of the different types of more commonly abused drugs like alcohol, marijuana, heroin, cocaine, ecstasy, like very, like just very basic. Right. What is now it's like thousands. And, I mean, really, there's just like a catalog of you name it, we got it kind of thing. But um, yeah, it was very simple. But at the same time, it is very much resonated with the kids and the youth and really the adults, you right. know, of what it is. Because if you tell somebody the facts, the truth, people do 
wake up. They they do listen because there's so much lies out there. And it sometimes seems like it's so hard because trust me, I've done it for so long. Sometimes I'm like, why am I even doing this? All I hear <laughs> is like this drug epidemic and this uh, overdose here and overdose that. But if you really go down to it and you really talk to the kids, I've seen their faces. I've seen their, uh, let's just say, waking up to the reality and really seeing what the facts are. They know that I'm... Because whenever I go and I talk, I mean, I go and talk to the kids. I don't talk to at them. Right. I don't talk with the purpose of like, yo, you kids, you better not do drugs. Don't do this. I'm preaching at you. Yeah, no, 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 no no preaching. And one of the things that I always go in, because unfortunately in today's age, it is more common to find kids already on drugs from a very early age. Right. Than not. Right. So when I go in to talk to them or talk to a school or talk to a, a, an after school program, wherever I may be, even or a prison or whatever it is that I go, I tell them, I'm here to give you the facts. Right. What you do is up to you. It's your decision and it comes down to you because I am not going to be there right. when somebody offers you that drug. I'm not going to say, well, I told you, didn't I tell you? Somebody was going to come and tell you. No, no, it's really, it's up to you. And these are the facts, but I need you to have them. It is, you know, up to you. And then you make the decision. Exactly. And, it, and it's interesting that you say that because, you know, obviously, usually when I do the podcast, I talk to Jason and Jason works at Narcan on Suncoast. Yeah. And there is a fallacy in our society and with a lot of other drug rehab programs, that drug addiction is a disease. And it's not a disease. You are not predisposed to drug addiction. What it is, is it's someone who's made bad choices. And so what you're doing is giving them all the data. If you're going to make that choice, over to you, exactly. but you have the data. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And on for, I mean, you look at it, it's like, why is there so much epidemic going on? Why is there this going on? And uh, the truth of the matter is, when it comes down to it, even if you go to a doctor, you don't have all the information, it might get you into trouble because that's what happened, for example, here in Florida with the opioid epidemic. That's right. That's definitely what happened. So it's all about education. It's prevention through education. It's giving knowledge. Knowledge is power. That is really what it's about, is giving others the power to make the decision, an educated decision. Exactly, exactly. And that's, you know, the point that we bring up too in terms of the opioid epidemic is so much of it was started by doctors prescribing heavy-duty narcotics when they didn't need to do that. I right. mean, the the big, the heaviest opioids that are abused today were developed for end-of-life pain. Exactly. And now you get doctors and they give it out for tooth tooth oh, yeah. surgery I or mean, yeah. you know, a sprained ankle. And one of the things that we say also is that even if a doctor says it's okay to take it, you have to you have to question it. You have yeah. to ask, is there another alternative that I can take? Yeah. Do you know? Because as I've told on the podcast many times, when I went to Los Angeles in July, I had thrown my back out really badly. Mm-hmm. And I ha- ultimately had to go to an orthopedist because I was picking up babies and, uh, you know, I had to do that. And while he prescribed me a steroid, which was fine, and I knew that was going to do what I needed, sure. he also prescribed me, I can't remember the name now, it's like Norcot or Narcot. And it's a heavy, heavy, heavy duty painkiller. I never took it. I didn't need it once I took the anti-inflammatory, but it's like, you know, you have to question doctors. They're not God, you know, and they can tell you things and and they can make mistakes and they can make mistakes and they can prescribe things that they don't have the information on how badly addictive that they are. Because what was in 1999 when Purdue Pharma said, Oh, these Oxycontin is not addictive. I don't know what drugs they were on when they Neither said that. Neither was heroin in the early, or heroin and cocaine was also like, you have to look at, if you look at the history of drugs, you you have to see how it goes. Like cocaine wasn't everything. Oh, baby toothache here, take some cocaine. Yeah. Oh, heroin, it was just the rage, but that's really where it comes from. Yeah. And funny enough, uh, as you were saying that, I I do go to other countries sometimes and I, you know, do some presentations and I do some, you know, things here and there. And there's one thing that really shocked me. I met this one guy. He was the mayor, I think, of a town in Ireland. I was going to say, you went to Ireland. I'm so Ireland. jealous. <laughs> Juliet, I went to Ireland, everybody. It's on my bucket list. Okay. Sorry. But this guy is super, he was a drug 
task force police officer ex drug task force mm-hmm. and he was you know as we were there was an we were having an event he started like telling me about his story about how bad drugs are and it's really bad there just like it is here which i thought wow I really was like, okay. So it's basically, we are basically all in the same boat no matter where you go. Yeah. He told me he had been on Oxycontin yep. for years. He had no idea what it was. He had, um, I think it was like like a disc that was like an impacted disc or something, yep. which is really, really painful. But he didn't know that what oxy really was he was not like abusing it or anything he was just taking you know his daily doses as you're supposed to until one day he went out of town and he ran out of it and suddenly he started feeling like these weird tingling pains in his legs and these things going on with him so he went to the doctor and in another town and the doctor's like okay you are addicted to you're suffering things. withdrawal yeah, yeah. You're, su- you're suffering withdrawal and he's like what are you talking about withdrawal from what he's like oxycontin oxycontin yeah. he's like what do you mean and the guy and the doctor educated him here's a good doctor yeah, that yeah, was like yeah. educated him and he was a drug task force he's absolutely against that type of thing he's like i don't care if i'm in pain the rest of my life when he went back home he went to his doctor and just went at it yeah and he they're like no you'll never be able to get off of them ever and he was like, are you kidding me? I'm going to get off of this. I'd rather be in pain than on these things because there really was so much worse <laughs> than the actual pain. Yeah. But this is somebody that was educated or he thought he was educated, but there's all these things that suddenly you trust your doctor. You would, you yes. should, obviously, yeah. you know, when the right time, you know, you need a medicine. Sure. You know, you're sick. You need penicillin, of course. But when it comes to that point where it's just such a, you know, fine you have to question. You you're have like, to okay, question. Why do I need that? I yes. mean, and do I need that, or is there some other way to handle exactly. what's going on? What are the side effects? Right. You right. know what? What is that? How does it work? Find out how it works. Is it addictive? Is it addictive? You know? Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of people don't realize that it's so close to heroin, right? Or you know, like there's so many different medications that are really are the like a synthetic form of many of the drugs that we very much are aware of and we say oh this is bad oh here take this though right and one of the things um we brought this up uh, i was watching uh, one of the the president's council on opioid addiction Mm -hmm. and one of the things that a lot of the companies that were there are doing is coming up with alternatives to addictive narcotics for pain because let's face it pain can be a problem that some people need to address absolutely but you don't have to treat it with Oxycontin. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Oxycontin was developed for, for end-of-life yeah. pain. You just want to take somebody who's dying of cancer and make them comfortable. Exactly. Do you know? Exactly. But when it's given for this guy for back pain or me with my back pain, it's like then it's getting... Or somebody with uh, who's just had a wisdom tooth oh, out. Yeah, that happened to me. And I was like, I'm like, do you know who just you just gave this to? I was yeah, like, oh wrong. my... That no, was no. wrong. I was like, I was ripping that prescription of I was burning this up. Like, you have no idea. You have no idea how bad this and is. And take these booklets, by the way. I was like, I'd rather have the pain. Do you know how drugs work? Do you know how they... I'm like, no, because, you know, and also at the end of the day, when you take this prescription drugs, this prescription painkillers, let's let's face it, a lot of the people, they don't take it for pain. Right. Obviously, they don't take it for pain. Otherwise, you know, it's highly addictive. Maybe some started that way. But the other one's like, oh, take this. This makes you feel good. Right. Hey, who doesn't want to make, you know, who doesn't want to feel good? Hey, if somebody tells you take this magic pill, I mean... If you don't know any better, I would be like, yeah, why not? Exactly. So back to the materials for Drug Free World. Now, there's a, there are public service announcements. That's right. And those are dramatized. Yes. Those are not um, necessarily real people. They're dramatized and they're, I've seen them yeah. and they're very heavy hitting. But then there's a documentary. Yes. And, and the documentary is real people. Real people, yeah. Well, the PSAs are like made to kind of like an instant right away like they say what is said because we know when somebody's trying to get you to take a drug they they'll say anything so they, they say that it'll make you look cool that whatever it is hurt you one hurt, one hurt you it's not yeah. addictive blah 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 yeah then it showcases what you know really does happen and then you know you get the facts right the documentaries are real people saying 
facts. Right. It's not, you know, it, it is with their story and it is not scare tactics. And that's a thing that a lot of people try to make it drug education like a scare tactic. You're going to die. Right. But then what happens if that one kid tries it that one time and say, I didn't die. Ha! Everything's a lie. I'm fine. And then right. they start down the wrong road. But when you find out exactly, okay, you might not die, but you might not have the best quality life. You might lose all your teeth. You might lose part of your intestine. Exactly. You might end up with heart disease, endocarditis, I think it's called. Exactly. You know, you, there's all, no you end. Might, you might not be able to run like you could before. You might not be able to lead a normal life where you think, oh, he looks normal. Okay, he might look normal, but talk to him. Tracks up the arm. They don't have arteries anymore. I mean, it's like there's some scary things that you wouldn't say because like, for example, it's not like everybody's going around saying, oh, I have a headache all the time. No. You might not know that from a guy that might have right. had that, you know, or that they, they can't climb up the stairs without, you know, basically almost passing out because they don't, they can't take enough breath in. Right. So it's, there's a lot of in between. It's like one of the things that I, I tell because the parents, listen, it's so simple to start with your kids. How do you start telling them about drugs? Very simple. You start, what is a drug? Right. What is a drug? A drug is essentially a poison. Right. Simple. Yes. A little bit will make you... Speed, speed up, a little bit more slow, will slow you down, and too much will kill you. Exactly. And it's so simple just with that. Like that's something that my parents actually gave me this information. When I had that realization that it wasn't normal, I wasn't 10 or 12. I was about three or four years old. Right. So it was normal for me to see, oh, yes, well, of course, here come the drug dogs. And I know what drugs are and I know they're bad. But when you see how they affect, and they don't just affect the person taking the drugs. This is the thing that a lot of people don't realize that, well, I don't do drugs. My family doesn't do drugs. So I'm in the clear. No. It who's really, driving next to you on the street? Exactly. And who's driving the car coming in a different direction? Exactly. Who isn't observing that the light just turned red because they're on drugs? Exactly. So it's a lot of it like it, it and it's like, why is it suddenly your neighborhood not safe? Like that happened to my town. My town wasn't like the scary town and like, you know, it wasn't <laughs> like that. I mean, you could go and walk outside, but it got worse and worse and worse to the point that you couldn't walk outside. Right. You couldn't go outside. It was too dangerous because that's how it got. You know, you get people hooked on drugs. You get yep. people hooked on yep. drugs. They can't keep a job. How are you going to make money to get the next hit? Yep. And yep. it's not like one hit a day. Right. You know, you get into the point that it's pretty bad that they want it, you know, like depends on the drugs, maybe every 15 minutes. Yeah. How are they going to afford that? Yeah. They're not like, you know, like in the stock market selling, you know, trading stocks or something like that. It's, it's just doesn't work that way. Yeah. It's and one of the guys on the I remember the documentary. It's very hard hitting, and I remember the guy who basically says, "You know, anything that you think you would never do, lie, cheat, steal, hurt the people that you love, you will do it all on yeah. drugs. You will do it all, yeah, because you have to have the drugs, yeah, and it, yeah." It's it's a really good documentary. Yeah, it's really good. You know, one of the things that for people that have never taken drugs and don't have that reality, I have this one colleague in Sweden mm -hmm. and he gives this, when he talks to kids, he gives this example, which I love, sugar. It's how does it feel to be addicted to something? Like how do, how do they feel? How It's not just a physical thing. It's also a mental thing. It's right. like, I'm going to stop doing uh, taking any sugar or video games too, you know, because yeah. kids are addicted to yeah, video yeah, games. Yeah. We know that. But, you know, what are Sugar's you going to... Sugar's a big one. Sugar, you say, no more sugar. That's it. I'm done. Never going to try it again. What is the thing that you're going to be thinking of the most? All the time. All the time. Cakes, candies, cookies, exactly. anything. Yeah. And then you start, well, strawberry yogurt. <sighs> That doesn't have sugar. <laughs> yes, it does. That doesn't count. <laughs> yes, it it's does. It's Sunday. <laughs> it's Sunday. Sundays yes. don't count. We yeah. all know. You know, things like that. So the addiction is kind of like that. It's not just a physical because the right. physical aspect of it. It's like a lot of people continue taking drugs because the physical. That's right. Uh, you know, you get so sick. Yeah, you it's stop such taking a, it. that yeah. you just don't want to ever feel that sick, and it gets worse and worse and worse the more and more more you go into it. Right. But it's you know that type of thing too that a lot of people don't realize. It's not just you know, and then you die. You take a drug, and then you die. Yeah. The end. Or you know, drugs are bad. You're all gonna die. The end. 
there's so much more information in between. And that's one of the things that I like about the documentaries. Like you said, yeah, things that you never thought would do. Like you see these people, they're in tears. Yep. Like I think there's one in one of the, I think the synthetic drug one is like this girl pulled a gun on her fiance. Thankfully, there were no bullets in there. Yeah. A guy ripped a door off the hinges. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's crazy things that you say, no, it's never, never will happen to it's, anybody. It's like, yeah, well, it's it's an, a very slippery slope. Yep. Yep. And this is going to be the most controversial thing I say today. But if anybody listening, if you want to do the research, every single one of these shootings, the person was on drugs. Every single one of these major shootings that happen. Okay. And typically, they were on psychiatrically prescribed medications. All sense of value and judgment goes away on these drugs. Whether they're street drugs or psych drugs, antipsychotics, antidepressants, your sense of judgment just goes, mm -hmm. which is why these guys think, okay, I'm upset. I'm going to go get a gun and shoot a bunch of people. It's disgusting, but it's what happens. And the thing that people don't realize is what is a drug? Right. And a drug is a poison. It's a poison. And every exactly. single drug. Now, there's mind-altering drugs, which is the one that we usually focus on because, of course, we're not going to say, oh, coffee, okay, we can go down there yeah. that road too. But it doesn't, you can drink a cup of coffee, get in your car and be like, oh, okay, there's the road, Right. Uh, stop, I stop. You know, it's very different. Yeah. But all drugs are essentially poisons and yeah. they all, 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 all work the same way. Right. It just depends how much and how strong the drug is. Exactly. So when people try to categorize, well, it's this. No, no, no. You have to just look at it. Right. Say, so sure. You know, yeah. you got, you got, uh, you know, strep throat. Okay. Go get your antibiotics. Yeah. It is, but it's still made to either speed up like drugs. They either speed you up, slow yep. you down. Yeah. But if you abuse it. Yeah, exactly. It can be just as bad. Exactly. So here's a question for you. How many of these booklets do you think you have given out in the 10 years that you have been doing this? Oh, boy. Gee, that's a good question. Like, how many do you do a year, do you think? You know, this is really funny and really silly, but I never really counted because when I started, I'm like, I don't, I was just kind of going at, but I think I've probably tens of thousands, hundreds of hundreds thousands. Hundreds of thousands. Okay. I, I'm for sure have given out hundreds of thousands that's amazing. And yeah. now there are different booklets for different types of drugs. Exactly. Yeah. Like synthetics, marijuana. I'm trying to remember the ones I've seen. Heroin. Heroin. Crystal meth. Crack. Uh, crack. Oh, is there one on opioids? Uh, well, there's heroin and prescription painkillers. Oh, okay. And, and that's the basically drugs. opioids. Yeah. That's what mm -hmm. that is. So okay. it's like heroin. Yeah. There's your opioids well, that come from the plant. And then there's the painkillers, the synthetic form, which are both basically, you know. Yeah. And that's what happens definitely. anyway. You get somebody who becomes addicted to Oxycontin or exactly. some other type of opioid. And as, as they progress, and then they go to heroin because they get a quicker high using well, less. And Yeah. And now know, it's really yeah. hard. Thankfully, you know, we had like a really good attorney general that yes. really cracked down yes. on all the you know the pill mills pill mills yeah yep. but then people is like i was telling people is like listen you can crack down on that and it's great but the thing is that somebody's not gonna like well guess i can't get my pills i'm gonna no, just no, get just off gonna of go drugs. somewhere else and get them or they're gonna go to heroin yeah exactly basically. heroin is like a cheap easy fast solution yes. and at that point it's not like you care about needles or anything that you're nope. so hooked on it the only thing you want is relief Right. So that's what you see. And that's the thing that rose. Although I'm going to say something that is actually really, I, I like to give good news. Because I saw a I graph. Like I just got like this past, this year, actually, I saw some of the trends of how drug abuse has been going in Florida, at least. Mm -hmm. And it actually has been on the, you know, decline. I like that. So that's one of the things, because sometimes if you work in the field like I do. Yes. You kind of sometimes go through at times when you're like, why it's, do I even try? Because it's not working and it's all bad and it's, there's still so many people. The same thing with Jason when I talk to him, because exactly. what does Jason see every day? I mean, that's the public for Narconon is addicts. You know, it's not the people who have recovered. Those people don't come to Narconon. It's the people who are addicted, you know, and he sees it on a regular basis but it's true there's there's good news out there yeah it's i mean and, and the good thing is like you do give facts and it does 
like I said, it does resonate with people. It does stick with them. Yeah. You know, and you think, oh, a kid, what does a kid know? No, no, no. Let me just tell you. Some of the brightest and smartest people I know are young kids. Yep. And it really does stick with them. And they give you some of the most amazing questions. Because when you give them the facts, I mean, last, I think in the last couple of years, I've heard them now asking more and more like, wait a second. If these drugs are so bad, why are people selling these? <laughs> duh <laughs> yeah exactly that's but a really good it's question. like you know it you might think well i'm like well it kind of left me in a, a little bit of like wow yep. this young kid i mean i'm talking eight-year-olds nine-year-olds yep. telling asking this like wait this is really bad why would people sell this right so you know what you're absolutely right it's for the money it's for the money obviously. it's just for the money Obviously, yeah. because it's not like, you know, the dealer that is selling you, you know, they're like, hey, here, here, take some pills. It's going to make you concentrate better. They really want you to go to college. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> they're not invested in Harvard yeah. or something. They don't have yeah. stock in there. No, or no, no. But they, but they definitely are invested in the drugs that they sell you. Exactly. And yeah. now, like now you see a lot of the synthetic, like now they made in China fentanyl, which is like a uh, bigger. Uh, yes. Yeah. Than, you know, oxy, uh -huh. it's one of the like big ones. It's about 10 times stronger than morphine and so forth. Yep. But they do it like bathtub fentanyl and bathtub. I mean, they just really, you just don't even know what you're getting. Is that the either. bath salts? Or no, bath no, 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 no. Fentanyl oh, with they? like the symbol like that made like, okay. like literally homemade. How do you call it? Um, In the bathtub? No. bathtub uh, bathtub yeah like okay. literally you're making it in the bathtub I got it, I got mixing it, it okay. up and make and selling it like oxy or fentanyl or whatever yeah. the different drugs that are out there but obviously it's not oxy and it's not fentanyl and right. you know people get you know yes yeah. you know when you see a lot of the bad things happening yes. but you know it, it really does uh going back to you know good news it does resonate yes i'll tell you another like really nice story because i like to you know you know there's so much bad going on let's just hear some good news yep i had this one class and this class were kids that most of the parents were dealers or they were in jail or you know it's the very much in a drug ridden area so drugs are common if you need money you get you go sell drugs i mean right. that's just kind of like normal it's not even thought of anything wrong so it took a long time to get through to these guys and this one kid i mean wherever i would go is like you know as soon as i walk in they're trying everything also because they're not used to anybody coming in again right it's like he'd say i love weed i love smoking it's the best you know i just like okay <laughs> All right. I'm kind of used to like, cause I get that, you know, I'm the, I'm the lady. You're the drug to, lady. I'm the drug lady. They go and tell me like, oh, she's here, blah, blah, blah. And I would get this every time and I'm just kind of like, okay, whatever. It really doesn't affect me at all. Cause I'm like, okay, you know, fine. And after really took five months, he came and we finished the lesson on marijuana as it is right now, exactly just the facts, statistics, what the different components are, how and all that. Suddenly he stands up. And I thought, oh, great. You know, here he here is. Comes gonna, again, here comes again. Here comes like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm going to go and smoke a joint right now or something. But I see in his face this sheer like realization of like, oh, my God. He's, he's like... This is so bad. This is such a bad drug. Why? Why? Why are people even trying to legalize such a thing? I can't believe it's so bad. And I mean, this, I mean, really, this is the last thing I expected from this kid. Yeah. I thought, I mean, like, literally, I'm like, I might have just expected him to go and light a joint right then and there right. more than hearing that. And that took me completely aback. Like, yeah. Just was like. Yeah, he's like, we must do something. What can I... He was like, look at me. What can we do? What can I do? Wow. I said, well, that's why I'm here. And that's why we're educating. You got to educate others as well. It's not just like me to you, but you have to continue on. Yeah. But that's the wow. thing. It's like, so it's when you think it's not, you also have to know how to talk. I don't go and yeah. talk to say, oh, you drug people. How dare you? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm very much into the, hey, this is education for you. I want to yeah. see you make the right decisions right from your own knowledge right i believe that if children are given the correct data they will make the correct choices i fully firmly believe that which is yeah. one of the reasons why you know i've supported drug free world yes. for many years yes. because i've told this story before 
you know, back in the seventies, you know, LSD, woohoo, let's all do LSD, you know, and I remember reading or hearing that LSD could cause your baby, your future babies to have birth defects. And I was like, why would I want that? I don't want that. Why would I take that? Why would I try LSD? That makes no sense to me. Do you know? So I, and I was, I wasn't a teenager. I was probably, you know, in my teen, I mean, I was a teen. I was a teenager, sorry, but I wasn't, but I know that children are so smart and they're so wise and they're born ethical and moral. Yeah. Do you know? And if you give them the true information about what their choices are and why they might make one choice over another, I know they're going to make the right decision. They're not stupid. You know, a lot of times people think kids are stupid. They're not stupid. But if you are dogmatic with them or you preach to them or you just, you know, you when I say dogmatic, I mean you say, okay, well, just say no, but you don't explain mm-hmm. why. Yeah. You know, with real hard facts, then yeah, they're gonna they're gonna rebel against that exactly. because you know you tell me no, you can't do that. What's the first thing I think of? I think I want to go do that. You know, because you just told I'm just me no. Show you off. Yeah, how I can exactly. I'm going to show you that so I can really wrong. do it. Exactly. Yeah. But I I really think that when you show them the true data, that they will make the right decision, and that's that's what you do. Yeah. Tell me some of the places that you've gone to talk. I know you went to Ireland. Oh yes, I'm so uh, jealous about that. And what and what were the were you talking to different groups or well, just no, that's, in general? That was actually a special project. I went with this uh, group of people. Uh, they had I was going to go into train and kind of because what I do is I also train people to train people. So it's so it's not just me doing a talk. I actually want to pass on the knowledge. I don't want it to just be you know. right. And on the website, sorry to cut you off, but on the website they can request not only the booklets, not only the PSAs, not only the documentary, but there's a teacher's kit, right? Exactly that enables any anybody to get these materials and teach others and guess what it's free okay that's right that's Sorry. right that's exactly what uh, what it's all about because it's not just about you know i'm not about oh yes listen to me i am the expert <laughs> but you know i i started uh doing this and it's not you know the purpose is to give others the tools right. so it's uh that's what i went down there um i've been to the dominican republic okay. i've been to honduras okay that was a trip because that that became the number one murder capital of the world so it's like oh i come from the number one i come to the no, 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 oh, we're not number one. now you are but then i got to visit that that was an interesting oh my goodness where else have you and have you talked to like police forces oh and yes such? i've done okay. a lot of trainings to police teachers um have i done to any government uh you mentioned prisons so you've got prisons, into prisons yeah yeah i've um yeah we got it with uh wardens i've talked to wardens about it i've um presented to wardens and, and we have it in some of the prisons and some of the places where they come in i think up we just got it in not too long ago that whenever they come in into the youth um the not it's not a youth uh the, well the first offenders or some they come and they get a booklet on the truth about drugs, the general one, and synthetic drugs, because that was a big problem. Okay. So we've, yeah, definitely worked with pretty much, you name it, after school programs, teachers, police, sheriff's departments. Um, yeah, you name it. I've, I'll talk to anybody. You put them in front of me. I mean, I've talked to kindergartners. I mean, that's not like a normal thing that most people do. No, but, but, but listen, they're have, not stupid. That's, no. you know, people think, you know, you got to talk down to little kids. No, you no, don't no. have to do that. And if you teach them the right data, they're going to remember it. Exactly. Remember just like it. I said, what is a po- And I just really break it down for them. I just yep. tell you know, what is a poison? I, I have to like make sure that they know what a poison is. Yep. And then, you know, break it down. But they really are smart. So I've talked yes. from kindergartners to like, you know, government, top government officials, it really like, and everybody in between. There you go. <laughs> so there's the amount of people that I've talked to, the type of people t- that I've talked to. And, you know, I'll talk to whoever, really. I'm I'm just happy to be able to share the message. And I know, really, I started, you know, with saying if one person gets it, yes. if one person says no, and it's, and I did that, that is worth every tear sweat blood shed for this yes you know because i've definitely dedicated this for the past 10 years i'll like basically everything i have has gone to that so if that one single person got help i'm my job is done well that's awesome that's awesome and for people listening you go to drugfreeworld.com 
org. You can get the booklets, you can get the DVDs, you can get the teacher's kit, you can get all of it, and it's absolutely free. And you can actually download it. Well, you can download it. And it's it. in See Spanish, that? and it's in French, and Italian, and like basically 16 different languages. Yeah, so, so if you don't know how to talk to your child about drugs, here's all the materials you need. It's also very interactive, so you can actually just sit them down, and they can watch the documentaries, PSAs, read the booklets online. How easy is that? And it's free, people. Nobody's getting rich off a drug-free org. I'm just telling you right now. Everything that we bring up here on this podcast, not that we are not about making money, and making money is fine, but Narcanon is nonprofit. Drugfreeworld.org is nonprofit. We talked about Learn to Cope. Nonprofit, volunteers. You know, there's a lot of things out there to help you to deal with this problem. And if anybody listening knows anybody in the federal government, you need to tell them about Drug-Free World and you need to contact us because frankly, this president's commission on opioids, they need to talk about Drug-Free World. I'm sorry. It's right there. I mean, it's it's just free information. It's not propaganda. It's information about drugs and it needs to be gotten out in a big way on as many different lines as we can get it on. And you can do it yourself. Like yes. if you're somewhere where, I don't care wherever you are. As long as you have an internet connection. You have an internet connection or even if you don't, you can actually call us. Yes. You can request materials. Send them out to you. You can go and give them out to stores, convenience stores. I mean, I've done that. You go to convenience stores, gas stations, go talk to people, give them the facts. So anybody can do this. It's not, you know, you don't have to be trained or anything. That's no. the great thing. No. All the information is already there. So you yep. can just hand it over. So you can actually volunteer wherever you are. Yep. Be part of it. Exactly. Thank you so much, Julieta. You're a doll. I love seeing you all over social media. <laughs> and I love what you do. And, you know... Anybody listening, go to drugfreeworld.org because you can do it. And if you're in Florida, you can stop by our center. That's right. We have a cent- You have a center. Where is it? It's in 41 North Fort Harrison Avenue in, in Clearwater. Clearwater. Yeah. And you can call us there too, 727-467-6962. That's our center. It's really the only one that exists in the world. So if you're in town, you should stop by. There you go. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, you should definitely stop by. Thank you again, my love. Thank you. Okay. So Jason, what did you think of Julietta and the interview? I know you've met her before, but what are some of your takeaways from the interview? You know, I think that Drug Free World is such a fantastic organization. Because like I was saying before, you have this group that just wants to give you, and by, by you, I mean parents, kids, anybody, like the raw information about drugs without sugarcoating it, without you know, fluffing it up too much and just giving you that information because I don't know of anyone else out there that does that. Right. I don't know anyone else out there that just gives you the information with no opinions interjected in it. Um, and that's backed up by actual research and data. You know, if we had drug free worlds, you know, located in almost every town in every state, I think that would be awesome because every community would have that resource to go to for actual information about drugs and have a place to take their kids to learn about drugs. I think that's like where the evolution of drug education needs to go. With education, you get prevention. And, you know, like I was saying before, we need to prevent more people from picking up that first drug. That's right. But even if anybody listening is in, I don't know, you know, Nowheresville, Montana, and there's no chapter there for Drug Free World. If they go to drugfreeworld.org, they can read all the booklets, they can watch the DVDs, they can um, see not only the public service announcements, but also the documentary that was done. And anybody can access that information. And I think it's even in other languages. So anybody listening, if there isn't someone in your area to come and educate you on the truth about drugs, you can go to drugfreeworld.org and you can look it all up. And Yeah, they have a great and they have a great website. Yeah, and if you if you just get so motivated that you decide you want to go into schools and do lectures, you can get the educator's kit and you can go in and do that. So all of these materials are free free, F-R-E-E, free. So there's no excuse. No excuse whatsoever. And if we get more people 
teaching using the the educators kit, you know, we'd actually be able to spread the actual data about drugs. That's right. And I think the thing is, is that like, like for me, when I was growing up, drugs didn't seem like this big, scary, overwhelming thing that would just take over my life. It just seemed like something fun and innocent and whatever. And it's never that, you know, most kids, at least I didn't, when I was a kid, you know, drugs didn't seem like this big, scary thing. And you, you know, you, you had this, like, it won't ever happen to me mentality where, you know, you never think that the drugs could possibly overtake your life. You don't think that the drugs will actually cause you a problem. At least I did. And I thought, oh, just weak people get addicted, but it's not true. Absolutely. Anybody, anybody, anybody can get addicted. And had I had the real information about drugs to begin with, I might never have started. See, I don't think you would have. I really, really firmly believe that, I'm going to say it again, if you educate children, if you give them the true information, if you show them like the videos from Drug Free World, which are drug addicts, and they tell you what's happened to their body, what the long-term effects are, what life was like for them, I firmly believe that most kids will make the right decision when the time comes. I really do. Right. And I think they would too, because, you know, like I said, there's other forms of drug education that really glorified things to a point and didn't make them sound as scary as they are. And I think that, you know, not making it sound worse than it is, but just telling it like it is, is the best thing in the world that drug, that drug free world does. I agree. Well, or like when I was young, there was reefer madness and reefer madness didn't glorify drugs, but it was kind of cheesy. And we were all like, wow, that's really cheesy. You know, we just kind of discounted it. So I agree. And I think that um, more and more people out there need to know about drug free world and get those materials and start disseminating them in their own area. You can start a campaign in your own area with these materials because they're free. And go for it. Anybody out there. And then if you encounter people who need rehab, they need to go to narcononsuncoast.org and hook up with Narconon. Yeah, and we're here to help anybody. Yep. We met a couple last night um, at Clearwater Jazz Holiday and the woman, you know, her daughter at age 11 was smoking weed and now she's a heroin addict. So she may contact you. So. All right. Well, we're here. Anyway. We're here. So, so we will talk again next week, Jason. And we'll be back in the studio next week. I am going to be making sure of that. Well, we actually have an interview, so that'll be fine. You can come over and we'll, I think she's going to come here, um, a different organization that deals with drug addiction. Okay. And we will do that here in the studio. Awesome. Well, I look forward to it. Okay, great. Thanks, Jason. You guys, we'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For more information, call 877-339-3324 or visit www.narcononsuncoast.org. Narconon is a non-12-step rehabilitation program based on the works of L. Ron Hubbard. 